0: All right. good morning Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry.
1: Good morning, Brandon Baxter.
0: Here we are. Today's Wednesday, September 1st of 2021. You're all decked out in your A-State gear today.
1: Yeah, I've decided from now on, well this week, I have to wear something A-State every day to get ready for the game.
0: New earrings? Yeah.
1: Those are big earrings. I know. Aren't they awesome?
0: They're about the size of that energy drink can you got there.
1: (laughs) I mean, I, I want to go all out with the black and red and, you know, got my Wolves Up shirt on.
0: Yeah, look at that. So, those earrings remind me of one of my buddies from when I was in elementary school. He <laughs> lived one street over. His name was Matt. His mom was, uh, my mom was very much like the video vixen from MTV's early days, the White Snake videos.
1: And she was in that video, right?
0: She was for a minute, yeah. She was one in the car. <laughs> Big hair and all that stuff. That's yeah. how my mom was. And then uh, this dude who lived next or on the street next to us, his mom was very much the other side, like the denim dresses and all that kind of stuff. And I'll never forget that she would wear these really big, like wooden <laughs> watermelon earrings. It was like half a watermelon. Like if you had opened it.
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. But they about.
0: were huge in wood.
1: Wooden. Yeah. And so they were even colored, like painted.
0: Yes. Yes. They looked like watermelons. I don't you, you know might if think these it's look just, like watermelons, though. No, but they're about the size of uh, old Matt's mom's <laughs> earrings.
1: <laughs> it's just called spirit. No, what so, it's called.
0: Yeah, we're doing paint the town red week. And I think today's the day where um, the judging panel gets to go around and look at all the people, all the businesses who painted their business red yeah. and did the windows and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we'll see who wins uh, spirit awards and stuff like that for that later on today. Then tomorrow night. Is Order of the Pack, which is the big rally, it's like the pep rally where all the students and sororities and organizations and fraternities all come out and scream the whole time.
1: And I've never been able to go, and I get to go this time. So I've never, you know, I want my ears to ring the next time. That's crazy.
0: It is crazy. And to me, and I said this in our meeting about it the other day, I'm like, this is one of the most fun things I get to host all year Mm -hmm. because the energy is so crazy. And, you know, it's all about trying to win spirit awards for your fraternity or group or sorority. So... Uh, Anyway, that's happening tomorrow night. Then, of course, uh, what else do we do? We do uh, the rally on Friday, then the Mm -hmm. game on Saturday. So Rock the Dock on Saturday, too. So so much going on as we gear up for A-State football and Coach Butch Jones, and we're going to see what's going to happen. What's the team going to look like? Because nobody really knows for sure Mm -hmm. until they get out there on Saturday. So, again, today we're kicking off the month of September. It's Burnt Inns Day. They say that uh, the burnt ends on barbecue used to originally be kind of thought of as the bad part, and they'd throw it away. Yeah, but now those crispy ends are like the premium part of it.
1: So you love that, don't you? Oh my gosh,
0: I, that's my favorite part.
1: See, well, you can, like, I don't like that part. You want the it's middle, gristly. I get the ends.
0: No, it's not. It's crunchy. It's like that charred, you like charred bacon, right? Like crispy yeah. bacon mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You like the crispy edge of a steak?
1: No. Oh,
0: okay. Anyway, <laughs> so again, you get the middle of the barbecue, brisket, and yeah. I'll, get the, I'll get the ends. It's okay. my right. favorite part. Uh, today's also national acne positivity day, which is encouraging people to let go of the stigma that goes with acne. I'll never forget going to a dermatologist when I was like in sixth or seventh grade. I was terrified.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because my mom was like, your face is starting to break out. We need to get you to a dermatologist. Yeah. And y'all, it happens to all of us and you'll get through it if you're going through it right now.
0: Yeah. And for some people it never really ends. Like sometimes for us, (laughs) we're like, wait a minute, where did this come from?
1: I'm forty. What is this?
0: I have to host an event this weekend and it shows up now. Right. And it's also National No Rhyme Nor Reason Day, and this is all about words that really have no words that rhyme with them. Hmm. Which I was going through and i and I was trying to think, are there words I can think of? So let me give you some of the ones, okay? Give me a word that rhymes with orange. Lorange. Okay. It's almost like you're Aaron from the office. Orange. Of <laughs> course, <laughs> she's playing the game with Gabe, and none of it makes any sense. Uh, give me a word that rhymes with silver. There isn't one. Tilver. Tilver. Okay. Maybe mm-hmm. Kelly's Kelly is smarter than everybody. I am. What about purple? Nurple. Okay.
1: What about woman? Uh Ooh. I don't. I can't even do that one. Spirit. Can't do that. Beer it. I can do beer it. Hmm.
0: Not really a word. No. So anyway, again, it's National No Rhyme Nor Reason Day.
2: Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning.
0: So the year was 1987, and Hank Williams Jr. had the number one song in country music on this day.
3: Money to burn and the girls are pretty. It didn't take me long to learn it. I was born, born to boogie. Yay! Come on now. Let's do this. Maryland, Johnny B. Good. Got a gift on pain and some California sun. A red Cadillac having too much fun. Oh, yeah. Now we were playing them halls and jamming them, and we moved it all over to MGM. They said, This is the boy we've been telling you about. He lit a cigar and stuck his hand out. Hey, Junior,
0: 1987.
3: Got a deal for you I'm gonna make you a star Give you 50000 too I told him my mama Didn't raise no I'll take your money I'll make you boogie I can tell you right now I was born to boogie Oh yeah
0: That's my theme song
1: Oh is it?
0: One of the things I'm known for
1: Boogie
0: I was born to boogie Yeah He's on a morning show Parker We call the Boogie <laughs> Come on Well
3: my name is Both secrets I What I do now is what I did then I like to get down to all my rowdy friends now I can be sweet and I can be mean I still got my hat and I still wear my jeans My shades are chrome, my guitar steel If you think I won't, then believe me I will Get down on you baby, cause I ain't no rookie I'll pull it apart and I oh, was born to book.
0: Alright y'all Here we go, 34 years ago today, on top of the charts, it was Hank Williams Jr., he was born to boogie, and it was number one, on this day, in 1987. Brandon Baxter in the morning. I right, get up, let's do Wednesday morning, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three
2: words for you.
1: Good morning,
2: Arkansas! Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. All right, gotcha
0: gossip today on Britney Spears. So, here's what's up with Britney. You know, we have this whole conservatorship thing, and Britney and her attorneys want her dad, Jamie Spears, to step down and relinquish control of the conservatorship. They believe he's been mean and taken money and paid the family all this different stuff. But to go away, Jamie Spears, Britney's dad, is asking for $2 bucks, basically oh. to uh, leave the conservatorship.
1: Parting gift.
0: They call it compensation. He says the money is for various things he's done, like handling media attention and doing his best to keep Britney uh, in the music business and to keep her career out there. Britney doesn't feel like that, her attorney says. Uh, Mr. Spears' blatant attempt to barter suspension and removal in exchange for approximately $2 bucks in payment um, basically is not going to happen. It's a non-starter issue. Uh, they don't want to pay it. But Jamie Spears, the dad, wants $2 bucks from Britney. So we'll have to see how that kind of fleshes out in the court system, but it sounds like it's a mess still for Britney
3: Spears.
1: Got your gossip today on Camila Cabello.
3: Hey.
1: Of Camila Cabello's new Cinderella movie went down in L.A., and so did Camila. So Uh she passed out right before she went up on stage to introduce the movie. So, so far there hasn't been a video that surfaced, but you know there's got to be some random person in the audience or somewhere that got her falling but she passed out and she went straight to the mic afterwards and she said she said quote i'm sorry i just passed out but i'm back i literally just passed out and now i'm back and ready to read my notes so camila went on to say she's ready to enjoy the movie and happy she didn't mess it up but cinderella starring camila cabello is a romantic musical comedy that premieres on amazon prime video this friday september 3rd what would have caused her to pass out? I don't know. Maybe she hadn't eaten right, or maybe whatever. And I'm oh. sure she'll probably come back later to say what actually happened when they figure it out. But
0: dude, imagine passing out and having to get up on stage after that. I'd
1: yeah, yeah. have been a laughing. nervous wreck. Yeah, she and she just kept saying, "I just passed out, but I'm going to read my notes." That's crazy <laughs> yeah. and
0: scary and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I know. I wonder if anxiety can cause that. 100%. Like dehydration, yeah. lack of food, mm-hmm. anxiety. Because she's probably nervous to get up there and speak. Yeah. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. What a wild story. I can't wait to see if we can find the video mm-hmm. of that. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we gotcha gossip.
2: Brandon Baxter in the morning. A
0: couple things. I wanted to give you uh, some information here on some food and drinks. Okay. We like doing that because mm-hmm. that's fun. Mm-hmm. We like to eat. We like to drink. Yeah. Right. Kelly does. Eat it. Um, no. So here's the deal. We talked about this. Uh, I don't know if it was a month ago, maybe a couple months ago. There was going to be this macaroni and cheese ice cream. Mm-hmm. It was going to be Kraft macaroni and cheese oh. ice cream. Uh, and it came out. I guess it was July. Uh, they had one hour to sell as many as they could. They sold six thousand pints in one hour. So it looks like Kraft and the ice cream company are coming back together mm-hmm. to do this again for a limited time. You can buy the ice cream again, twelve
1: bucks a pint. So, and I love mac and cheese, and I love ice cream. I want to remind you what it looks like. It looks like it looks like vanilla ice cream, but in the
0: color of mac and cheese, like the instant mac the and powder. cheese powder. Yeah. That's got to be disgusting, no. right? Like that has to be it disgusting. To be. So uh, that's going on sale. If you guys want to find out more about that limited time, you can uh, purchase what they call the neon orange cheese flavored artisan ice cream. Mm. So All right. that's gross. Uh, Bud Light, though, you know, I don't know if you're a fan of Bud Light. I know a lot of people uh, enjoy that. They have the seltzers. Have you tried the seltzers before? Yes. Mm-hmm. They're about to do uh, some new seltzers for the fall. Okay. Which at some point I think like draw the line. Like, okay, that's probably it. Wow, what's happening? Well, they're going to do pumpkin spice Uh -uh, Bud Light Seltzer. (laughs) Like, that doesn't sound good at all. Like I think citrus goes with that, but uh, some of the other ones they're going to try is maple pear. Hmm. Does that sound any good? That sounds better than the other one. Uh, They're going to do apple crisp. Hmm. Some people like those apple things, Mm -hmm. like the ales or whatever. And they're going to do one that's toasted marshmallow. Um... Hmm. But see, really, I mean, maybe the apple one. They're going to go on sale starting on Monday, so apple crisp is supposed to taste like apple pie. Maple pear is a combo of pear and maple. Toasted marshmallow has uh, the marshmallow flavor and a hint of chocolate, and the other is pumpkin spice.
1: I think I'd want to try all of them but the pumpkin spice. Really? Yeah. I'd but try I th- them. I think
0: they're going to sell them in like a 12-pack so you can get the variety, the fall variety pack. Hmm. Anyway, Bud Light Seltzer coming up with some new stuff not exactly the most intriguing. It's kind of like when we talked about last week, how Gatorade was going to, no, it wasn't Gatorade. It was Mountain Dew. They were going to do the flaming hot Mountain Dew. Yeah. And you're like, man, mm-hmm. people just throw stuff together. And then there's a certain segment of the audience that will still buy it. Yeah. Just to try mm-hmm. it. It's like Kai watching people eat those really hot, uh, chips and peppers and stuff like yes. that. Yes. It's like, there's an audience for that. And I guess that's what they're tapping mm-hmm. into.
2: Brandon Baxter in the morning.
0: All right. I have good news. If you're a guy who doesn't, um, Worry about enunciation all that much? You just kind of let it flow, like I do.
1: That is a lie.
0: <laughs> a noose? <new> sp- <laughs> what? I don't let it flow. Uh huh. That's what I do. Uh huh. I spit rhymes. <laughs> okay, you're going too time. far. Okay. Uh, new study finds women find men more attractive if they mumble.
1: Uh, hold up, what? No. 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 This who's doing this study?
0: Uh. I don't- I just read it. Did you make this up? No, I didn't make it up. But they say a new study finds that women find men more attractive if they mumble a lot. They they recorded 42 people speaking, and the women voted and were able to judge whose voice sounded attractive. And guys who mumbled more seemed through their voice to be more attractive to women.
1: Ladies, I don't know about y'all, but. If someone, if a man starts mumbling, like if it's my husband and he's mumbling, yeah. there's nothing that will infuriate me more than, especially if it's under his breath.
0: What's wrong with it?
1: Well, typically when you're mumbling, you're saying something you don't want your wife to hear. No,
0: that's not true. Brandon Baxter. That's dumb. That's uh,
1: you dumb. do it. Let's do it. call your wife right I now. I do it all the time. And you do it to me in here too. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, hmm.
3: hmm
0: so it doesn't work the opposite way like if you're a female and you mumble oh, imagine most, that. most dudes don't find that as attractive. They want the girls they want to be able to understand the words of a female.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: But women, man, if you guys want to talk in a mumble or at least kind of incorporate a mumble a little bit at times, you know, like let's say you don't want to do it all the time at your job, but let's say you meet a girl and you're sitting there <laughs> and you're saying uh, I'm sorry? Uh, uh, uh. Oh, that's attractive. Uh, 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 yeah. You know what you're saying. Yeah, here's what I'm
1: saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think he's the only one that can get away got with me. No, 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 no. Very
2: attractive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm attractive. And
0: it's can you <laughs> tell I'm attractive? Meow, <laughs> meow. But now I am so be. Works. works for me every time. See, I told you. <laughs> so, dudes, you can act like Matthew McConaughey or you can act like ZZ Top, whichever one you <laughs> want to do. But now, huh. huh. <laughs> Thank you for listening this morning. on the block This is not over you. Random ass in the This is on Do I sound more attractive like that? No. <laughs>
3: I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's
1: crazy.
3: That sounds kind of crazy.
2: You must be crazy. And people
1: are crazy. So I don't care where you where you stand on the whole mask thing. Uh, this is probably not the way to show your frustration. Get this. Okay. Some guy on Vancouver Island in Canada walked into a Dairy Queen on on uh, a few nights ago, and they asked him to put a mask on, but he refused. He claimed he was exempt and didn't have to wear one, but they wouldn't serve him. Hmm. So, he did what most people would do, and he unzipped his pants and started peeing on the counter.
0: <laughs> no, he did not. Yes. Oh, my god.
1: So, a guy behind him in line got it on video, but you don't see anything graphic. You just hear him arguing with a staff member. Then you start hearing several female employees screaming when he starts doing what oh he's doing. Oh, my gosh. He eventually zipped up, called them psychopaths, and left without ordering. <laughs> he called them psychopaths? <laughs> yes. Last we heard, he hadn't been arrested yet. Police hope someone who sees the video can ID him. But Uh, speaking of relieving yourself in public, I tried to convince my six-year-old nephew that it's perfectly normal to accidentally pee in your pants. Really? But he's not believing it, and he's still making fun of me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. And there's even more proof that people are crazy.
2: Brandon Baxter in the morning.
0: And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy
3: birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well.
0: Time for birthdays for today. It is Wednesday, September the 1st of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Alexis Pulley, who's turning 10 years old from when? This says love mom and Nana Donna. Joseph Lovin of Burdett, 21. Levi Payton of Jonesboro turns 23. Amber Combs is celebrating. Nancy Cathcart of Jonesboro. David Parham celebrating a birthday today. Susie Farley from Jonesboro celebrates. Happy birthday from Charlie, Chuck, and Melissa. We have Casey Turner celebrating. Lori Covey. Of Truman, Emily Newton has a birthday today. Tony Ellis from Wynn. Terry Davis is celebrating, and a big special happy birthday goes out to my mother-in-law, Paula Preston Presley, who celebrates her birthday today.
1: Happy birthday, Paula!
0: Here's the one thing we we play this every time we do a family event. It's one of her favorite songs to yeah. play. We are family. Aww. She dances I really. Yeah. Sometimes she gets on the counter and dances. We yeah. Are Sometimes that's awkward Legit though Good human being right there Big heart Takes care of everybody
3: Happy birthday
0: To Paula who celebrates today Alright let me do one more Of her favorite songs Older women, oh, son of a gun. Our
2: beautiful
1: Is that two years in
0: a row Paula. that's happened? I
2: said
1: older women,
0: I'll hit him for you. That's her ringtone. You hear her do that in
1: it's public. Her it, it's her ringtone? It's awkward. <laughs> Golly.
0: Take her to church and that goes off and you don't oh. even know what to do. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to all y'all and you celebrate with these celebrities.
1: Zendaya is 25. Of course she's in Spider-Man Homecoming and she was in Shake It Up and also Casey yeah, hey, hey, This Sky's girlfriend. I love her. I loves her too. To Happy
0: birthday, Zendaya 25 today.
1: Ricardo Shavira Ricardo is 50. That's Gabby's husband, Carlos, on Desperate Housewives. All right. Gloria Estefan. What? Is 64 today. I remember her.
4: Do not you fight it you
0: do All right. So, Gloria Estefan celebrating her birthday. You might know this one.
3: You remember it?
0: So, Gloria Estefan celebrating a birthday today.
3: How deep is your that
0: line? is not Gloria Estefan. <laughs> that is not her, by the way.
2: Rhythm is going to get you. Rhythm is going to get you.
1: Rhythm is going to get you. Da 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 da
0: Okay. All right, Gloria Estefan turning 64 today.
1: Oh, wow. Billy Blanks is 66 today. That was the inventor of Tybo, and yeah. I had all of those. Of course you did. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what? Look at me. Did what? you
0: have them? No, I didn't do Tybo. I have all the bodies stuff. Oh, okay. And all a right. subscription we use twice oh. for oh. a year. <laughs> all
1: right. Happy birthday to Dr. Phil, who is 71. Yeah. Happy birthday to Lily Tomlin, who is 82. Of course, she was a nine to five. And Grace and Frankie. Yeah. And then happy birthday today to Barry Gibb, who is 75. Of course, you know him from The Bee Gees. Let's get back to this.
3: So,
0: Barry Gibb celebrating a birthday today. Your we and we're staying alive as well.
3: Barry Gibb, man.
0: The city Bee Gees. Stayin alive, stayin alive. Ah, 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 ah. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees, who turns 75 today.
2: Brandon Baxter in the morning.
0: Here we are. A-State football kicks off on Saturday, Centennial Bank Stadium. UCA comes to town and this, the week leading up to uh, the game, is Paint the Town Red Week. And there's stuff going on today.
1: And there's businesses that really get into kind of decorating their businesses. And some of them do skits and dances. And as judges come by to kind of see who has the most the most spirit, they yep. really are competitive and uh, get into it.
0: Yeah, and the neat thing about this is the judging happens today. So there's going to be a limo that picks up all these uh the wives mm-hmm. of A-State Athletics. And it's pretty cool the way this is going to work out. Our friend Don Lair from Family Zinc, I guess, gets to be a part of that because she's a part of the A-State Committee of the mm-hmm. Chamber. But uh, we're looking through, like, Beth Damphis is going to be a part of the committee, and Barb Jones, Butch Jones' wife, and uh, Mia Bowen, the Athletic Director Tom Bowen's wife, Alicia Bellato, Coach Bellato's wife. And-
3: hey, Alicia! Who, hey. who you, buddy? In the, in,
0: the in the paint, the town,
1: the red. In the red, the painting
0: of things. <laughs> uh, who are you both for?
1: How do you say paint the town? Yeah, he sounds nothing like that. No,
0: nah, not really. Uh, Paula <laughs> Raffo is going to be there as well. That's the wife of Coach Tommy Raffo of A State Baseball. So they're going to be going around town doing uh, the judging today. Tomorrow night is uh, Order of the Pack, which is an awesome, awesome event for the students, but the community is invited as well. We're going to have all of the teams out there, including A State Football. Uh, there's a big reveal. I I don't know what I can say about it, but there's something really special for the students. Okay, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, yeah. I've seen the rundown for this. So that's happening tomorrow. Then there's the the rally on Friday night at the embassy. There's the rock the dock on Saturday at the embassy. And then guess what? There's a football game. What? A <laughs> state football. We're going to see Coach Butch Jones mm-hmm. and his team and what they're going to look like. It's a different team than what we've had before. Brand new coach. Mm-hmm. Brand new vision. Uh, We're going to see what it looks like coming up on Saturday. Again, paint the town red all this week as we prepare for A-State football.
2: Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, here we go.
0: Welcome to Wednesday morning. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you.
1: Good morning, Arkansas.
2: This is country music news on Brandon Baxter in the morning. We have country
0: music news today on Dan and Shay.
2: There's a couple billion people in the world and a million other places we can.
0: So, Dan and Shay has revealed they've done a pretty big collaboration with another country uh, superstar. It's Dan and Shay and Carrie Underwood. And they've done a song called Only Us. And it's going to be a song on the soundtrack of the movie Dear Evan Hansen. Mm -hmm. So,. I guess, and I'm not really familiar with Dear Evan Hansen, but I guess this is the, the film adaptation of a Broadway show.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, and of course, a bunch of big stars are going to be uh, are going to be a part of the soundtrack, but Dan and Shay and Carrie are probably the most prominent in yeah. the world of country music. Uh, that song, Only Us, will be available this coming Friday.
1: We have country music news today on Brantley Gilbert. Because you
3: don't love like I do You never understand
1: so Brantley Gilbert's latest single is a song that honors fallen soldiers and Brantley posted the song on social media honoring the 13 American soldiers recently killed in Afghanistan along with the song so Brantley captioned it by saying in hard times like this, he always finds himself turning to music and he wrote this song a while back as a tribute to everyone that we've lost but he wanted to share it now in the hope that it might resonate with some of the people that need to hear it the song is called "Gone but Not Forgotten here's Brantley Gilbert It's Brantley Gilbert. It's called Gone But Not Forgotten, and it's out now.
3: All
0: right, Country Music News today on a couple of positive COVID cases in uh, some of the country legends. Uh, Let me go ahead and report number one. Uh, David Allen Coe has tested positive for COVID and has been hospitalized. But at the age of 81, they say he's improving at this point. But he was on oxygen and some uh, IV foods. Mm -hmm. uh, But he was never intubated. So you know David Allen Coe from this one.
3: Well, I was drunk the day my mom
0: got 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 out out of of prison. prison. So, now the good news is, again, David Allen Co. at the age of 81 is improving, so we'll continue to monitor that. Also, another positive uh, COVID case in country, uh, David Lee Murphy has tested mm. positive, so his shows for this weekend have been canceled, but you know David Lee Murphy from uh, his uh, collaboration with Kenny Chesney. Everything's
3: gonna be all-
0: But probably David Lee Murphy is most famous for this one right here. There might be
3: a little dust on the bottle,
2: but don't let it fool you about what's inside. Yeah, There might be a little dust on the bottle, but it's one of those things that gets sweeter with time.
0: So
2: we're
0: going to wish good luck to David Allen Coe and David Lee Murphy as they're both battling COVID at this point. That's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show.
2: You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning.
1: Right here.
2: On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families Inc. Counseling Services.
0: All right. We're joined by the guy who's kind of like my new best friend, one of my new best friends, him and Butch Jones. Uh, We have Dr. Shane Spites. He is the Dean (laughs) of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine. Uh, Shane, man, we got a lot to get to today.
5: We do. You need some new friends. Oh! Well,
0: that's true, too. Yeah,
5: if if I'm the best you can get, Brandon, you need to broaden your your
0: eyes. I'm just telling you, I've never had that many friends, so I'll take what I can get. (laughs) Man, okay, so I want to walk through this because there's so many different things happening this week, and we always turn to Dr. Spites, and we talk about COVID and numbers, and, you know, it seemed weird because, like, over the weekend and early this week, like Monday, it seemed like I was reading numbers, like, hey, things... I mean, they're not great, right? but it did seem like maybe things were slowing down a little bit. maybe we had hit that peak, and then all of a sudden these covid numbers come out yesterday, and boom, it spikes again
5: no absolutely, and so you're right we've um you know we kind of hit in terms of our numbers in the state of Arkansas, we hit this high, really higher peak the first or really the end of the first week of August, so between August eighth to August you know tenth and eleventh we kind of hit this top, and then we kind of. Plateaued, and that's what you've seen is this plateau, and you've seen some downward numbers, which is always good. We saw some lower numbers. Um, Remember, you'll always see a lower number probably Monday because those are numbers from Sunday, and people just don't get out and get tested, and clinics aren't open, and things like that. So don't be surprised when you see some of those low numbers uh, that 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 transpire from the weekend. The the weekday numbers are more accurate. So you're right. What we saw. Yesterday was more indicative of kind of what we've been seeing. We're averaging about, you know, 2,000 cases a day here in Arkansas, uh, which is a high number compared to where we were. I mean, gosh, when you look back just to where we were last fall. But we do seem to have plateaued. What's interesting is that's very similar to what, and if people want to know, well, what's it going to, you know, what do we think it's going to be like here? What does it look like in the future? The U.K., the country, that the U.K., they're ahead of us. And they look very similar to what we're doing. Hmm. They did the same thing. They kind of you know, jumped up in about a six-week period or so, four to six weeks, and then they plateaued. And now they've kind of bounced around, and they'll drop, but then they'll kind of come back up and drop. And it's just kind of this ongoing spread is what they're seeing. And that's what we're seeing here as well.
0: I talked to somebody the other day. We were talking through it, and their basic philosophy was, hey, everybody's going to get it. Just get in, and get it over with. Uh, <laughs> What do you think about that, because it does seem like a lot of people are going to get it, and it's people i mean I, we even know people who had the breakthrough, and I know those are you know so most people don't have a breakthrough infection if they're fully vaccinated, but you know I personally know somebody who did, so what do you think about hey, everybody's going to get this
5: you know that's and, and it's not that comes around and that circulates um we We hear about people trying to do that with their kids having these like chicken pox parties and things like that. Mm. We don't recommend that at all. <laughs> and yeah. that, that, that's probably a bad idea. Uh, you want to protect yourself and protect your family as much as you can. And let me kind of just give you a little bit about this on what I'm seeing clinically, actually, on the front lines when we see patients in our clinics.
1: Okay.
5: We're starting to see patients that once they, when they get COVID, certainly this strain, it persists. And, like, they're having symptoms 30, 40 days afterwards. And so we're retesting things. Is it the same infection? Did you, you know, what's going on here? This is really kind of a new game for us. We saw some of this with the old strain last year where somebody might have some symptoms, but it was a few, it was a small number of people that had that. Mm -hmm. We're seeing more and more people that, you know, just have this nagging. I get winded. I get out of breath walking across the room. Um, I'm having chest pain. My heart rate is, is, is going fast. I forget where I'm going or what I'm doing. I have this brain fog. I can't get over this fatigue. I'm nowhere close to where I was in the gym. It's been three months. We're hearing a lot more of that. And that kind of, again, we talk about long COVID and we talk about the long effects of that. And we're still really getting into some of that. It's going to take several years to really unlock that. This is not a virus you want to get. This is this is I mean, you want to protect yourself probably more than ever now with this wow. Delta variant because it's so much hardier, so much stronger in terms of the original virus we were dealing with. This is not something you want to get.
0: Let's go through because you mentioned, obviously, uh, you look at Arkansas, I think the numbers like ninety nine point three percent of people that have COVID in Arkansas have the Delta variant. But I was reading yeah. in some other places, I think in other countries, they've found another variant that they're saying could be even more contagious than the Delta variant. What are you seeing on that?
5: Okay, so <clears throat> I'll be honest, that's hard for us to know. So we've got some other variants here in Arkansas. There's the, and I, without going into too much detail, there's <clears> the <throat> AY3.1, there's the AY4. The AY4 4. Ay 4 is probably more concerning. We've got that circulating here. We don't know how much. We don't know who all's infected. We don't know what it means because the virus is really spreading faster than we can keep up with it. Yeah. Um, so we do have other variants here in Arkansas. We do have other variants here circulating in our region. Um, we try to isolate them. We try to figure those out, and send them to labs. When we when we kind of say, look, this looks different. This doesn't look like a typical COVID patient, uh, but it's hard to keep up. And, and for the most part, we haven't done a great job as a country keeping up with the genetics of the, the, the changing genetics of this, of this virus. And so, uh, we're still playing catch up on that front. So yes, <clears throat> there are variants other than the than the uh, delta variant that are circulating. Um do they cause more disease? We don't know. Do they are are these the ones that we're seeing that have this longer strain of covid? We don't know. Uh, so still a lot of unknowns on that.
0: Dr. Shane Spites on with us this morning. Uh, let's talk about the schools. We've seen, you know, schools, some schools have mask mandates and they have numbers, uh, you know, people quarantined in covid. Some of the schools that didn't do a mask mandate have even more people that are quarantined and positive cases. Uh, what do you what do you say to the parents that have kids in the car who, who you know, have to go to work and they're taking their kids to school, but they're seeing COVID exposure and quarantine? What would you say to them on, on what you're seeing data-wise and how do they deal with the stress of dropping the kids off?
1: You, you
5: know, and here's the big take-home point, um, and, and I know this gets lost and I know that there's that there's so much misinformation out there. And I know there's people that that are trying to take legitimate studies and twist them into, you know, to what to frame them to what they want it to look like. The data is clear on masking. Masking works. Masking reduces the spread of infection. It reduces the chance of you getting sick. It reduces the chance of you getting someone else sick. You know, that really, in my my opinion, that ship has sailed. You know, we we didn't have as much data. We had some data uh, this time last year on that, in really spring of last year. But now, after a, a good 18 months of this, we have pretty good data. Um, and that's where the CDC came out with the, look, guys, if you're at schools, you know, student staff, teachers, regardless of vaccination, you need to have a mask on. It's because the data supports that. And we're seeing that play out now. We're seeing that play out across the country and in school districts and places that don't have masks versus those that do require them. And so that's just, I mean... It is what it is at this point. We, we know what the data shows. Um, we know that it's protective. It's a part of a larger strategy. It doesn't mean, okay, I'm wearing this mask. I don't have to get vaccinated, or I'm wearing this mask. I don't have to wash my hands, or we still don't have to be careful of large groups. It's part of a larger mitigation strategy, a larger strategy to reduce your, to reduce your risk of getting COVID and reduce your risk of spreading COVID and so, so that we can stay in person because we know that that's the best thing for our kids. It's in-person education, and you know nobody wants to go back to anything else, and and I don't think we would. So how do we how do we live life as safely as we can given the circumstances?
0: What are we seeing on kids who end up with COVID? Because I know that parents are you know are nervous about that. It's anxiety that that is that's it's, it's causing anxiety when parents have to worry about their kids getting COVID. Um, you know, and, and the data early was hey it doesn't affect kids that much worse, even though we will hear about a case that does go to the extreme. Uh, what does that look like as we kind of ride this wave of the Delta variant?
5: It's still early in terms of data on kids and like long-lasting effects. Um, the The data that came out was really based on the old strain of COVID. Um, and so, And that one showed that the chance of them having long-lasting effects was really low, like only just a few percentage points or so. We don't have data on the Delta variant. And that data probably won't come out. I'll be honest with you, I don't expect to see that until spring. Uh, because it takes a while for us to actually accumulate and get all the data and then verify that it's actually good information before you actually publish it. And so the data on long COVID in kids is probably going to be a little while. Um, we are seeing more pediatric hospitalizations. That's not a surprise. Again, it ba- it goes back to the fact of how contagious this virus is. When you're talking about so much more virus being spread from person to person, Um, That in and of itself is going to increase the likelihood of a kid getting really sick or being hospitalized. So we will continue to see children be hospitalized. It does not, to your point, it does not necessarily target children any worse than it does um, a teenager or an adult. Um, We still think the highest risk of people um, uh, dying from this seem to be the older individuals Um, we're seeing more middle-aged individuals. I'll say that we're seeing more in their thirties and forties that are dying from it. And that's, that's new. We didn't see as much of that last year.
0: Are they unvaccinated?
5: Yes. 90 plus percent of them are unvaccinated. This is, and that's been a, a phrase that's been coined recently is this is really a disease of the unvaccinated. This is really a virus of the unvaccinated because you just don't have your immune system primed. So it's brand new. Your body's like, what the heck is this? I've never seen it before versus someone who's vaccinated saying, hey, this looks familiar. I've seen this and I've got backup cells that have already been created to fight this off. And that's really what a vaccine does. The vaccine basically gets your body ready for the fight so it's not caught off guard when it first sees a virus like this.
0: Dr. Shane Spites with us a couple more questions. I wanted to ask you about, um, basically for those of us who have been vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you know, we're hearing that maybe the vaccines aren't going to last forever. We were hopeful for a year. Maybe we're hearing some data that It looks like they might not be as effective, uh, you know, maybe even after six months. What do you see with that?
5: So let's talk about that for a second. When we talk about the effectiveness of the vaccines, what you want to know is how effective is it against the circulating virus right now in my community? So the vaccines are still extremely effective against the original strain of COVID, which we see some of. But the the virus circulating right now is the Delta variant. So how effective is it against it? Well, it's still pretty effective against it, but we do see the antibodies um, decrease over time. We see them kind of drop over time, Mm -hmm. and that's true with natural immunity. So that's even true with somebody who got infected with COVID naturally last fall. Those antibodies or those immune cells start to go away over time, and that's just the way your body normally works. That's not something specific with COVID. That's just the way it naturally happens. And that's why you can get a common cold every other year or so Mm -hmm. is because your antibodies start to go down and your body just loses that memory. So that's where the boosters come in. And that's where the approval of boosters have come in. And that's where you're going to see more and more information come out. Certainly here uh, in the month of September, you're going to hear more about that. They're going to give you some, um, I I believe they'll give us a list of uh, priority groups. This is who should get it next and that sort of thing. I know the White House kind of, jumped out there early, I'd I'd prefer to wait to hear from the CDC or the FDA on that. Um, But I know they're getting that information together right now. So we do think that the booster is going to be important to have to get us through the winter and the fall. Um, Certainly, those individuals that have even already had COVID before need to get vaccinated because when you had COVID, remember, you got infected with the original COVID strain last fall. So your antibodies were targeted at that original COVID strain, not the Delta COVID strain. Now, you do have some protection against Delta, but it's not as much um, as as had you gotten infected with it, if that makes sense.
0: What are we hearing about kids, uh, the vaccines for kids? I know you have a 10-year-old, I have an 11-year-old about to be 12. Uh, For 12 and under, what are we seeing with that?
5: So the latest data, the last two days, so to speak. Right now, what we think is the FDA is going to release, or excuse me, the uh, Pfizer, which is the company that's working on this vaccine. Pfizer is going to release their data to the FDA by the end of September. Mm -hmm. The FDA is going to meet and, and review that data the 1st of October. Based on how that meeting goes, that will give us an idea as to when they'll actually release or approve the vaccine to be given. Here's one of the caveats. This is a different formula. <clears throat> and what I mean by that is it's not a different vaccine, but it's like a different amount. Like it's, yeah. not, a, it's not the same amount of, of vaccine that, that, that I got, the same amount of vaccine even that my 18-year-old son got. Um, it's a different amount of vaccine. It's not different in terms of how it's formulated. It's just a different amount. Yeah. And so, but you still have to go through the test on that. You still have to make sure that it works well and, you know, was it enough? Was it too much? That kind of thing. And so that's what they look at when they look at the data. That data will be out the end of September. The FDA should review it the 1st of October. So we'll have a better idea by then when you physically will be able to go down and actually, you know, get a shot in the arm, so to speak. Last
0: thing, there's a, a lot of stuff that's starting to happen as we get into fall. Right. Weather becomes more manageable. People want to go to events. They want to be out in public. They want to see their friends. They want to be a part of the community. How can we do that the most safely?
5: You know, and 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 I'm glad you brought that up. That's people still need to live their lives. This is you know this is something that we're still working through. How you know how do we live with COVID right now? How do we continue to carry on and do our daily business? Uh, and it's how you do it safely. It's the same thing, same approach that we're looking at when we go to back to school. We want kids to be in person back to school. So how do we do that safely? Well, that's where masks come in and making sure that people that can be vaccinated are vaccinated and you carry hand, you know, hand sanitizer in your pocket. And so those are the things that we need to do. Outdoor events are safer than indoor events, certainly as we get into the cooler weather. Um, you know, I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of, of like a large concert of you know <laughs> 10,000 people yeah, I get it. probably not a great idea but I mean an outdoor event people that are fully vaccinated you have hand sanitizers you've got masks uh, the risk would be low in terms of spreading uh, spreading the virus in that scenario <clears throat> all right la- I'm a- one more last thing here we
0: go one more last thing <laughs> because uh-huh, uh-huh. well, and right, I, right. I-, I want to ask <laughs> and again this is kind of aimed at, at me and there's a lot of people who have kids that are under the age of 12 who can't get vaccinated it's an outdoor event. Let's say we're going outside. It's going to be an outdoor event, uh, but we have a child who can't get vaccinated yet. Is that a deal? The mask is okay under the age of 12, or is that judge it by the amount of people? How do we how do we walk that?
5: So typically what I would recommend is when we talk about large events, large outdoor events, I would say that those people need to be vaccinated. Um, the, the unvaccinated are still at risk, even on an outdoor event, um, just because I mean, things happen. I mean, I, and strange things happen. I'll, somebody will walk up to me to talk to me. They'll have a mask on. They'll pull their mask down to talk to me, and I'm yep. like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute." It's just the opposite. That's not yep. the way this works. Right. Yep. Um, and it's not. They don't. They don't mean. They don't mean ill. It's just that they just forget. You don't think about it, and then you, you know, it's just. It's still somewhat uncommon to us, and so um, in 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 that case, obviously, I'd want my unvaccinated ten year old. I really want them at home. Um, I, I think for for those that, are, that can be and those that are fully vaccinated, you know, you should be able to go out and, and enjoy some of these things. Again, certainly in the outdoor uh, environment, um, I still recommend the masking, um, obviously hand sanitizing, that sort of thing. Um, but I think we can obviously still rel- live our lives.
0: But it's interesting you say that. At the same point, we're still sending kids under the age of 12 to school mm-hmm. with masks on.
5: Th- that's right. No, that's exactly right. Because, well, because you, and let me give you an example of this. We do the same thing at the medical school. We have instances where we have individuals, we have 40, 50 students in the same room together. Now, they're all vaccinated, 100% of them are vaccinated, and they're all in masks. But they're taking their exams because they have to move forward in their curriculum. Medical schools can't stop. So it's not an option. It's not like, hey, we're getting together and having a fish fry. You know, you have to finish medical school, so you have to do this. So, it's about prioritizing what your um, what your events are. Gotcha. School is a priority. Their education is a priority, and so we've got it. So we take that risk to move their education forward. Now, does it does that all? It, it, does that mean that I, all of a sudden I can have 150 people, you know, hanging out together at a at a you know birthday party inside a you know home or something like that? Well, that's probably not a good idea yeah. because that's elective. Does that make sense? It's elective versus versus something that we really have to have. And it's a—it's just about prioritizing what your events are. And we do that even at the medical school.
0: There he is So much great information from Dr. Shane Spites. He's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine. Man, we appreciate you coming on and, and helping so many of us. There are so many questions that we as individuals and as parents have, and we appreciate the amount of time you give us.
5: No, I appreciate you guys, Brandon Kelly. Hope you guys have a great day. Have All right, a great man. week. Hey, yeah. Red Wolves.
0: I was going to say, Wolves up. We'll see you, man.
5: Wolves up. That's All right.
0: right. Dr. Shane Spites joins us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Family Zink.
2: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zink. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
0: Joined this morning by our buddy from the Foundation of Arts in Jonesboro, Christy Pulliam, is on the phone this morning. Christy, what's up?
6: Oh, every little thing, every little thing. There's all kinds of things happening at the FOA.
0: I know. It seems like you guys are always busy. And it's it's wild to see kind of this evolution of, of what you all do. And you're bringing the arts to so many people, getting people involved. And we talk a lot when you're on about how people kind of find themselves in the arts. They might not have a thing. Maybe they don't play sports or maybe they don't uh, play an instrument. But they realize when they get on stage or they realize when they get behind a camera that all of a sudden that's their thing. And that's really the whole vision of FOA.
6: It's really the whole vision and, and really the fact that, you know, God's given all of us the ability to be creative, to be artists. That's, we're made in the image, and that's what I believe personally. And it plays out every day at yeah. the FOA. How, um, even if we haven't really been practicing it or didn't really realize it, you know, you just start dabbling a little bit. You start, you get into an environment that's nurturing, that, that's um, happy to have you. And you start to realize who you really are.
0: I see that too. When I, th- I think about families who get involved in FOA, you know, maybe their kids going to do a ballet class or something. Then they all get involved in maybe a production. Mm-hmm. It really seems like once people get in with FOA, that that's like a fraternity. It's like a sorority. It's like this group. that's this big family that just kind of sticks together.
6: Oh yeah. I mean, we hope that's the way it is and, and want that all the time. And we see it played out a lot. It's, um, it's a fraternity that doesn't require any hazing
3: yeah.
6: <laughs> or anything except working on something that you have fun doing and you love. And it just there's blessings that come with that, of course, when you're working shoulder to shoulder with with people who you may be different from in every other way. Yep. Uh, but you've got that, and that's you know? what's so neat and um great. It really is. It's it's a it's a great blessing that um, people. take advantage of it they realize it just from experience it's it's hard to look at it from the outside and fully understand but it's just there's just a blessing in doing it
0: i wanted to play something for you because i know there is a a production coming up and this is one of my favorite songs that we play on the radio just for fun (laughs) here we go kelly it's all you here you go kelly Christy, really footloose. Dude, what's up with that?
4: How can you not love that? <laughs> I know
0: that song's
3: awesome.
6: They just uh they're just rehearsing last night for that. I just left work.
3: So so when's that production?
6: Um, that is the last two weekends of this month. So um I think we open on the 19th. Something like that. It's a Saturday. Okay. And uh, then we come back the next weekend, too. So, um, so, But it's just a couple of nights on that second weekend. So, uh, yeah, everybody needs to get their tickets. You just walk away from there. You know, you go in there and you have some fun watching these kids do all this fun stuff. And, gosh, they just emanate joy. And you walk away and you think, okay, you know, I got this thing for the next few days. This is awesome. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that's when you leave and you find that song and you play it on the way home and you roll the windows down. You just enjoy that. (laughs) Hey, I was was reading about that. There's a songwriter session that's going to be happening at the Glass Factory, and I thought that was a really neat-sounding thing. Tell me about that.
4: Oh, Brandon, Listen, Thursday
6: night, I wish people would get online or um, just really kind of look and see what this is because we've got Steve Azar and James Howe who are coming to uh, Jonesboro. To, to, they are absolutely famous songwriters who have won all kinds of awards. And Dwight Yoakam, Martina McBride, I mean, they've written for themselves as well. It's, um, they're going to come sing their songs, tell their stories. And um, I'm telling you, it's just something we've never done before. Yeah. It's so exciting because because these two guys are just stellar human beings. You know, you just have such a great time listening to them. And Q49 is uh, serving the food. Yum. Um, We've still got a few tickets left. Um, we'd love for you to give us a call or just go online, get your ticket. You're you're going to have a great time.
0: And again, Steve Azar. Call it an early weekend.
3: Call it going off the deep end. We know this one. Here call it up. what you want. I made up my mind. Oh, my God.
0: Guess what, Christy? Oh I don't have to be me till Monday,
3: Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
0: So that's happening on Thursday at the Glass Factory. Then Friday night, it's like you guys have something every day. Friday night is First Fridays.
6: Yes, Friday night is First Fridays. Listen, that is something that we have got to get the word out better on. Because our First Fridays musicians are killing it. And we don't have as many people coming to hear them. And I think it's just because we just don't, I don't talk about it enough, but um, Eric Edwards is coming this Friday, but it's, it is a great concert every first Friday of the month. I mean, and we need people to go downtown, eat a little bit of supper, Mm -hmm. and then come listen to an hour, hour and a half of music. Um, Our first Friday's concert series, I really want us to start talking more about them because they're really great. They're just really, really great for a very low cost, low ticket price. Um, but just get in there and enjoy some music, have some fun.
0: And then all the classes you offer, there's so many different, uh, classes. And again, you're trying to find a thing that kind of fits you or your kids in the arts, yep. uh, class registration, I guess it is ongoing, isn't it?
6: It is. It's all year long, but of course, in August, we really like to remind people because it's, a, you know, it's a time to start new things and, and, um, to try out new, a new lifestyle of whatever that might be once a week coming in and taking an art class or a dance or a theater class. So, um, yeah, check us out. That's, it's an easy, it's just so easy to register. Um, and then, uh, you just kind of dabble, dabble a little bit see what you think and, and then come on in for a show or whatever else.
0: And the best spot to get the information if they want to learn more about FOA, where can they get it?
6: Yes. It's FOAJonesboro.org and then you're so good at this. Thank Boom, you so oh, much for well. me.
0: <laughs> Christy Poliam joins us this morning. Again, don't forget the songwriter session at the Glass Factory on Thursday. First Friday's on Friday. Footloose coming up later on this month and all of the info at org. Christy, have a great yeah. day and we'll talk to you soon.
6: Hey, you guys have so much fun today. It's, right. it's the time to have some joy.
2: Boom, for we're sure. ready. We're ready for that. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services.
0: We're joined this morning by the person voted Doctor of the Year.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what I heard. Wow. <laughs> I did not
4: know that.
0: Dr. Don well, Lair joins a, us.
4: So, Kelly, there is a bigger thing than Doctor then. Yeah, yeah, doctor I guess, of the Year. I guess so.
0: I'm not sure what you doctor,
4: but <laughs> uh, four people that didn't listen last week, they don't have a clue what we're talking about, but that's okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right?
0: so, well, I introduced, cause we were talking to all these different doctors. We had Dr. Spites. We had Dr. Danfis. We might as well have Dr. Don. So yeah. Dr. Dawn, Lear, yeah. I've given her a I doctorate.
4: Loved it. I, I kind of worked it all week personally. I loved it. See that?
0: There you go. Yeah. It's like a Brandon Baxter in the morning doctorate. So that's a, oh, we didn't say you were practicing <laughs> medicine. I mean, no, I mean, let's be <laughs> wow. real.
4: Okay. Good to talk to you guys.
0: It's good to talk to you. What's up at Families, Inc.? I know you guys, you know, you're busy all year, football season. You're very involved in the community with different things, and it seems like you're always on the go trying to knock out different events.
4: Well, um, so Families is busy. Um, You know, we're one of the largest providers of school-based services in the state, so those phones are ringing big time right now, and we're proud to be able to work with those kiddos. Um, and I'm just excited to be a part of the Paint the Town Red through the A-State Committee with um, the Chamber of Commerce. I've been doing this probably almost 25 years. Wow. And this is my favorite time of the year.
0: You know, for us, too, I mean, Kelly came in all decked out in her A-State gear today. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been I've had meetings cool. all day on Monday kind of about things we were going to do for the game, for Order of the Pack, all these different things. And it really does seem like the whole community kind of flips, and we all get excited in the same week, and that's why – we paint the town red. It's a great idea from the Chamber of Commerce because they're such an important part of getting everybody motivated for game day.
4: Well, and, and you know, this is the 25th year for Paint the Town Red, actually. And um, just it's just, it is. It's very much a time that people rally together. And yesterday, they really rallied together. We had the um, party with the pack at Middleton Steam mm-hmm. um, School, and they were just fabulous. They were just totally into it. The kids were into it. The the staff was into it. And then we had tons of people from the community that came out. And um, Chancellor Dampus was there. Um, Mr. Mr. Bowen, Tom Bowen, correct? The athletic director. There was some football players. There was actually some basketball players there, too. And all the spirit team. And we gave up pom-poms. And those kids were waving those pom-poms. And they were waving their Red Wolves. And um, Chancellor Dances in particular really got them rolling on that. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually donated t- T-shirts for all of the kids oh. and all of the staff, and so everybody was in red. We were, I mean, they were rocking it yesterday. Well, the, um, I Sabbath saw some of those Natural pictures States this morning. There and they're so fun and good. So we had a blast. Then you can look at the photos and videos from that if you go to the Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce Facebook page. I encourage you to do that.
0: So today, as we go through kind of Paint the Town Red, each day kind of has a, a signature thing that's happening. Today is a day where the judging panel goes around, and they're going to look at all the businesses that have decorated for Paint the Town Red. And <clears throat> we'll get to kind of see how that goes with the judging. That happens today. Uh, Donna, yeah. no order of the actually, pack.
4: So I actually get to go with them, and so I'm excited. It'll be Beth Stamps and Mia Bowen, Barb Jones, Paula Roppo. She's a blast, by the way. And Alicia Bellotto. And um, so we'll be checking out all those um, businesses that have entered the contest that have their windows painted or have other things going on that they want to show us.
0: Yeah. And that's always fun. You know, I've been, I was a, a judge years ago for one of those things. And now they've kind of turned it into, you know, the wives deal, which is probably even better than me doing that. Uh, but then kind of
4: you come in, actually, I remember that year. That was a long time ago. That was a long we time were ago. Van.
0: Yeah, and I've never been invited back, Don. What the Aww. heck?
4: What did you do, Brandon? What did I do?
0: <laughs> I was much more wild back in the day than I am now.
4: Oh well, I I, I have faith that you held yourself well. So, <laughs> but, hmm. but we're gonna be out and about today in a limo. If you see a limo oh, out yeah. and about, that's us.
0: All right, so then Order of the Pack is tomorrow. This is the event. It, I mean, it's it's a, a deal where we kind of do a lot of stuff for the A-State students, but I wanted to mention the entire community is invited to be a part of Order of the Pack. And I was saying this to uh, Beth Danfus the other day in a meeting. I was like, this event is literally one of the most fun things I get to host of the entire year because of the environment, because the teams are there. Of course, football is going to be there, but all of the athletic teams are going to be there. The sound of the natural state
4: teams and then you've got your great you've got your great out there and other students and that it is it's just it's it's a rocking facility when they get going
0: yeah but now it's open to the public too so if you're just somebody who's looking for something to do tomorrow night uh centennial bank stadium for order of the pack and again uh you know the students do such a great job there's big announcements coming up tomorrow coach jones is going to be there to speak uh it's really a fun event so again if you want something to do it's order of the pack tomorrow night at Centennial Bank Stadium, and then Don, tell me what's happening on Friday because it looks like you have another rally on friday.
4: we do it's back the pack it's back the pack rally once again. all of the community is invited. It's going to be at the Embassy Suite side parking lot, which is two twenty three Red wolf Boulevard, mm-hmm. so there'll be vendors there'll be kids activities, food um pep rally once again you'll have the um, we'll have the spirit um, groups out there. And then um, DJ King Vic will be out there and he's always so good. So we'll also have some coaches and players out there and we invite everybody to join us there.
0: So that's at the embassy on Friday. And then we're a part of uh, what they're going to call rock the dock on Saturday, which is happening again at the embassy suites, a walk right across the street from Centennial bank stadium. The vision behind this one is live music back on the back dock from fallen within. There's going to be trauma hogs, barbecue, there's going to be, you know, tailgate beverages out there as well. And, just an environment that's going to be different than uh, you know a typical tailgate. We hope this is going to be a, a new tradition. That's going to kick off at 3 o'clock, rock the dock at Embassy Suites. And a big thanks to Craig Pomerinke for you know – he's got great ideas, Don, and I know he he wants to open up his facility to do so many things with Arkansas State. So uh, they've done a great job of being a partner with that.
4: He's actually just been great. And I'd also like to just say that we have a lot of great people that are partnering with us this year for – I'm um, doing the our red items, and um, we have 16 items from drinks to salsa to yummy munchies and treats and discounts. And so, to learn more about that, you can also go to our chamber um, Facebook page. You can go to explore more m o r n e a dot com slash red, um, and we encourage you to support those um, those uh, businesses that are supporting us.
0: There you go, Don Lair Families in Counseling Services. And again, let's just go ahead and you know we've talked a lot, paint the town red, but. If you're somebody who's going through stuff, or maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's depression, maybe you feel overwhelmed, maybe you need somebody to talk to. Let's be honest, mental health is something that many people are much more open in talking about. A lot of people, though, still try to deal with it on their own. If you're going through things and you need somebody to talk to, Families, Inc. has locations all across Northeast Arkansas. Don, what's the best spot for somebody who maybe is struggling with something? Maybe it's even COVID anxiety. Uh, How can they find you guys the easiest?
4: Um, I think the best thing to do is go to our face. I mean, our um, website, which is familiesinc.net, and click on the locations tab, mm-hmm. and you'll see all of our locations that are actually throughout northeast, north central, and central Arkansas. And um, then they'll have the phone numbers and contact information for any clinic that you're interested in. There you go. We go into homes. We go into the schools. We go. Some people have to come to the office due to their insurance, but um, but we can get to you.
0: She is the doctor of the year of the Brandon <laughs> Baxter in the morning show.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. It's Don Lair from Families Inc. Counseling Services. Don, great talking to you as always.
7: Great talking to you guys. Have a great day. All right.
2: Thank we'll you. see you this week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families Inc.
7: We'll get back to the show.
2: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
0: We're joined this morning by Selena Barber from Arvest Bank, who is uh, representing CASA today. Selena, how are you this morning?
7: Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you guys?
0: Hey, we're doing okay. pretty good. You know, it's Paint the Town Red Week, so we're we're all kinds of fired up about A-State football.
7: Oh, yes. It's going to be a great week. Great week. So
0: tell me about this. I didn't realize that you had been a part of CASA uh, for so many years. Let's kind of talk about, for maybe somebody who doesn't know, uh, what does CASA do and why is it such an important thing for young people in this area?
7: Okay, well, um, CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates, um, and they are actually appointed by judges um, to represent children that are in foster care. It helps uh, the kids get their wishes known. It helps the judges understand, you know, what the children need and what they want. And um, our our volunteers are actually very well trained for this. It sounds like it might be a little bit scary, but Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of training that goes that we don't send anybody in unprepared at all.
0: How long have you personally been involved in CASA?
7: I was an advocate for, um, about three years. I did three different cases and I started that about five years ago. And then I've actually been a part of the board, um, for a little bit over a year. So,
6: Hey, walk me
0: through kind of like as a volunteer, because I know there's different points where you guys come out and say, Hey, we need more people. We need people to represent these kids. What does a volunteer do in that process?
7: Well, first of all, like I mentioned, you do have to go through training, um, and that is several weeks of training. um, and It's conducted different times. I think it has been online during COVID. Um, When I did it, it was at night. But but you learn everything you need to know first off. And then after that, you would go to meet with your children um, at least twice a month. So you, you know, get to know them, they get to know you and they get to trust you. And then you would go to court when there are any type of court hearings or um, things that they need an advocate to be present for, you would do that. So the time commitment is really about maybe six to 10 hours a month or something like that. Right.
0: Every time I see you, we joke about how involved in the community you are. And, you know, it seems like you're always going places and, and helping different groups. Why was CASA something that you wanted to pour so much time into? What did you feel that need was and why did you say, Hey, I wanna be a part of this and I wanna I wanna help? And then you wanted to join the board. Why was this one of the deals you wanted to pour yourself into?
7: Well, when you just um learn about how many children we do have in foster care in, in our county and you, you hear some of the stories about what the kids have been through and you know, what could happen if they really didn't have anybody to speak for them. I mean, they may not they may not get their wishes heard at all, and so that just really kind of tugged in my heartstrings, and and made me just just want to help. You know, there are lots of great organizations, but this is one of the ones I've been involved with, where you can actually um, make a difference and see work directly with. The people and right. in, in many organizations there's fundraising and that's more what I'm doing now is help the board does a lot of fundraising and mm-hmm. that's important. The work cannot be done in any organization without the fundraising. But this one you can actually do the hands-on work and see the benefits um, and see families reunited um, or children be placed in permanent homes that are you know good for them. So yeah, and that's the deal. Yeah, rewarding for sure. You want
0: the kids to feel the love, you know, not every, and unfortunately not every kid, you know, grows up in in a household that's, that's, that's perfect. And so that's why CASA is there to help those kids as they transition or get back into the home. You mentioned fundraising. You guys have the CASA Classic Golf Tournament uh, and it's right around the corner. It happens in early October, October the 5th at Sage Meadows. Tell me about that golf tournament.
7: Well, this is the fourth one we've done. It's the fourth annual Costa Classic Golf Tournament. Um, It's going to be a four-person scramble, and the team fee is $500. If you want to bring a team and participate, that would be amazing. If that's not your thing but you want to get involved and help, you could also sponsor. We have all kinds of sponsorship levels from $100 Whole sponsorships all the way up to like a thousand dollar hole in one sponsorship so there are all kinds of ways to be involved with that
0: always talk about the golf tournaments especially i think it's brilliant to put them in the middle of a work day because there's so many people who are going to say you know what it's tuesday i think i'm going to play golf today And, and the company pays for it and it can be a tax deduction and it seems like this brilliant strategy to get out of the office and go play some golf
7: Usually it is not very hard to fill up the teams <laughs> with, with golfers. That part usually comes pretty easily. So especially in the fall, we're hoping this will be a beautiful fall day out at Sage Meadows and folks can get outside and enjoy the weather and jump golf and know that they're helping a great organization like CASA.
0: So if people want to get signed up for the golf tournament, the CASA Classic, or they just want to find out more, maybe they're hearing this and they're Compelled to volunteer because they went through something in their life or they know somebody who's gone through something and and they feel like this is a great cause. Where can people get more information on CASA and on the CASA Classic Golf Tournament?
7: We have a great website. It's called NEACASA.org where people can learn about CASA. I have a phone number too for Jeremy Biggs. He's our executive director, and people can call him at eight seven zero two one five two nine two six to register the team or sponsor, get some more sponsorship information.
0: There you go. Great stuff coming up with Casa again, the Casa Classic Golf Tournaments Tuesday, October the fifth at one o'clock at Sage Meadows Country Club. Selena, it's always yeah. great to talk to you. Tell your family we said hi and best of luck with the golf tournament.
7: Okay, great. Thank you guys so much for having having us on this morning. We really appreciate your help promoting this.
0: All right, you're welcome. We'll talk to you later.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc.
7: We'll get back to the show.
2: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
0: All right, we're joined this morning by the man you need. Need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care, vet-care.com. And on Facebook, search Vet Care Jonesboro. Doc, how are you this morning?
8: Hey, doing great. How are y'all doing? We're
0: well, all right. Kelly has found uh, a dried out piece of corn, like a corn cob. I'm not exactly sure where she found it
8: <laughs>
1: or why she has it.
8: <laughs> that's that's random. Uh, yeah, completely. I think
1: someone brought some some corn in a few oh. days ago, so I just found it.
8: Yeah, you know, deer corn. Sometimes in a bag, there's pieces of the cob in there. So oh, maybe that's about,
0: it. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. What are you up to this uh, morning?
8: well we uh i've already neutered a cat this morning
1: oh
0: <laughs> wait you <laughs> you start
1: with that
8: <laughs> <laughs> that was what was first on the list so yeah we just finished that
1: that's nuts <laughs>
8: <laughs> yeah it was
0: the, the, does the cat seem to enjoy this is the cat having fun is it is it doing uh, is it doing okay
8: it's doing okay. It's still recovered from the anesthetic, so it really probably won't even be aware that anything's happened. That's an amazing thing. And a male cat especially, they recover pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, it's just mm. a skin incision, and we don't even put sutures in it. And Oh, my gosh. he you will know, be back to normal this afternoon.
0: You don't have to put anything on it? It just kind
8: of fixes? It, it, it heals very fast, yeah. It's a very small incision. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that typical? Like, it, does that— Not just on cats?
1: Brandon's wanting to ask if it's the same (laughs) on humans. (laughs) No. I
0: I was going to ask about dogs, you idiot.
8: (laughs) No. No. The bigger, you know, larger animals, we usually close the incisions, uh, you know, with with sutures. So it's just that in the cat, there's just a very small incision made in the the thin skin. And, you know, in two days or less, it'll be pretty well sealed over and closed up.
0: What do you do with the leftovers? Uh Uh-uh.
8: Um, they're just disposed of as uh, biological waste.
1: Brandon, do you want the leftovers? No, I just didn't know. Like, what is, is that? There, you going fishing? What's is happening? There, is there
0: something you? I don't know if there's like a jar you put them in, or you bury them, or what?
8: Uh, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you bury I don't for them for good luck? Preserve them? No, we, no. You just dispose of them.
0: Right, well, that's what I thought. But I, was t-
8: I wanted to save them
1: and show off how many neuters he's done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is the wall. I've done (laughs) 5,900.
8: Hey, I think there was a sheriff in Arkansas that did that once and had a jar on his desk. No. Yes.
0: All right. Hey, Kai has a question for you. He's not here, but he wanted me to ask you. He said, the next time you talk to Dr. Reed, ask him what we can do about our dog's breath. Because one of the dogs, man, it just feels like it doesn't matter what he's kicking a little bit.
8: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, dogs, they, you know, there may be some uh, plaque and tartar, um, and, and, you know, some dogs need a dental cleaning to, you know, eliminate the odor. Uh, You can brush your dog's teeth every day. There's some uh, uh, breath fresheners that you can put in their water bowl that help. Um, But, uh, you know, they're always going to have a little doggy breath. Yeah.
0: Okay. I didn't realize. So tell me about brushing the dog's teeth. I would assume... Many of us who are dog owners probably don't sit down and brush our dog's teeth all that often.
8: No, not very many. A lot of dogs, you know, unless you start them out real young, even at a very early age and get used to them having you, you know, lift their lips and brush their teeth. Uh, but you do need to use a, a, a toothpaste formulated for dogs. Don't use the human toothpaste because, you know, dogs don't know to spit it out and, you know, that can irritate their stomach to, the canine toothpaste are designed to be be swallowed uh, and they're usually flavored, you know, mm-hmm. beef flavor, or chicken flavor to make them a little more palatable to dogs accepting them.
0: It's interesting. But it, like, let's say it's gone too far. And again, most of us probably don't brush our dog's teeth. Is that a process? that's pretty easy. If we come to you at vet care, can you get that taken care of?
5: Yes,
8: their teeth can be cleaned. Uh, You know, it does involve a general anesthetic because they're just not going to lay there and open their mouth and hold it open, you know, while we use an ultrasonic scaler to remove the tartar and then the polishing. So it does require um, a general anesthetic, but, you know, they usually almost always go home the same day, that afternoon, as soon as they're recovered from the anesthetic. So Dr. Reed was telling
0: us that he he's studied up uh, this week on uh, heartworms, and there's a lot of myths out there regarding heartworms. What are some of those things that we might believe that aren't really true?
8: Um, number one, probably, is only dogs can get heartworm disease, and that's not true because cats and, and even ferrets are susceptible. Now, cats are more resistant than dogs as far as being a heartworm host, but they still can become infected, and uh, ferrets, um, you know, there's been cases of ferrets, um, you know, acquiring heartworm disease, too. So in our pets, those three species can develop heartworms. And, of course, in the wild, you, you're going to see foxes and wolves and coyotes can also get heartworms.
0: That's wild because, I, you know, I wouldn't have really thought that. You think about it being a dog thing. How common is that in dogs? Is it something rare or do we see that more often?
8: It's very common if they're not on preventive. Very common. And especially around here, with a large number of mosquitoes, we're we If you look at a heartworm incident map, we're one of the darkest areas in the United States uh, along the Mississippi River Valley.
0: Any other myths that we need to think about with these heartworms? Things that you know we think we know that we really don't know.
8: I hear this pretty often, uh, that indoor pets are not at risk. You know, my dog's inside. I don't need to get a heartworm preventive. Well, if anybody has ever had mosquitoes in your house buzzing around your ear, you know that mosquitoes are not just outside insects. They can get inside. Um, So, you know, it's just as important to keep an indoor dog on preventive because, obviously, they don't stay in the house 24 hours a day all year long. You know, they have to go outside at some point or mosquitoes like I said, get in the house. And all it takes is just one bite from an infected mosquito to infect your pet.
0: Well, and here in, in the area that we live in, Arkansas, it's kind of like mos- the mosquito capital mm-hmm. of the United States. And just the other night, it was kind of wild because it was starting to feel a little more cool. I guess it might have been Monday night where it felt OK. Mm-hmm. But it was like there seemed to be more mosquitoes when the weather was a little more comfortable.
8: Right, yeah, and and you know, humid, especially after a rain, they really seem to thrive in that. You know, the mosquito larvae uh, they hatch in, uh, uh, or the larvae develop in standing water. Uh, so after a rain, you know, there's a lot of um, locations uh, that are make it ideal environment for the mosquitoes to reproduce.
0: Again, if you need uh, pet health care, he is the guy to go to. He is right next door to us on Parker Road. In Jonesboro, when you go see him, he's going to greet you with a smile. They're going to take great care of your pets like they've done for so many years. You can find out more about vet care at vet-care.com. Or on Facebook, all you have to do is search vet care Jonesboro. This is Wet Nose Wednesday with the man you need. Yay! He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon
8: Baxter in the morning radio
0: program. Dr. Wow. Kevin Reed from VetCare. Hey, man, it's always great talking to you. And we will talk to you again next Wednesday.
8: All right. Y'all have a wonderful Wednesday
2: today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey,
7: welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc.
2: We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
0: Okay, so we're joined this morning by Lynn Cooper, all about the Learning Center 5K, which is called the Hot Cake Hustle. It's coming up here in a couple weeks. Lynn, how are you this morning? I'm doing
4: great. How are y'all?
0: Hey, we're pretty good. We're Fully caffeinated by this point. We've been up since about uh, 3.50. What time do you wake up today?
4: Oh, wow. I woke up at 6 this morning. Still what working it, on my coffee.
0: What does your morning routine look like? Is it straight to the coffee, or do you do a workout, or what do you do?
4: Well, most mornings I get up and I go walk for 30 minutes. Then I come back Every and have my, get ready and have my coffee while I'm getting ready. You know, when the I, does
0: I figured out over the course of the last few months how much I enjoy walking. Like you know cuz I was one yeah. of those guys who thought oh, I have to be running to be able to be doing something or I have to you know be trying to sprint. Mm-hmm. And then I realized man I can just walk a little bit longer and it's so much easier on my knees and mm-hmm. my joints. Yeah. It and it's peaceful. It's like uh, uh, it's just good. It is. I
4: love walking it. gives you time to think?
0: Yep. So uh you know I've had a lot of experience over the years with the Learning Center and uh you know that place has a very special place in my heart just because you know we go through there and we see some of these uh kids and these families and we get to know people and it's really a special place, isn't it?
4: It is. It's, it's just, yeah, it's been in my heart for a long time, too.
0: Tell me about this 5K that's coming up. Uh, I know we call it the Hot Cake Hustle, and it's going to be happening on a Saturday. It's going to be on Saturday, September the 18th. Uh, tell me about the Hot Cake Hustle. What's that?
4: Okay, so the Hot Cake Hustle, it's called the Hot Cake Hustle because after you do your run that morning, you get a pancake ticket, and the Masonic Lodge, folks they cook pancakes and so you get to eat pancakes after um you do your run but then also we're selling pancake tickets for six dollars a piece and all of the funds that the the masons raise goes they give to the learning center to provide for services in the classroom materials supplies um whatever we need it for and they've done that for a long time
0: yeah that's tremendous So when you, when you look at, at this event and the idea that, yeah, you're going to go out there and you can either walk or run and it's a 5k. And again, it's going to be in September. So hopefully it's not going to be ridiculously hot like July and August. Uh. Um, And then at the end of it, like the payoff you do, you do your cardio. The payoff Mm -hmm. is uh, to (laughs) re-carb and have some good hotcakes. That sounds awesome. Uh So people want to get signed up. Is there a spot they can get signed up right now?
4: There is. I need to go to run sign up. And the link is on our Facebook page. But if you got to Run Sign Up, you can just um, you know search for the Hot Cake Hustle, and and they can find it there. But if they go to our um, the Learning Center's Facebook page, mm-hmm. there is a link to it there. They can click on as well.
0: You know, I see a lot of these five Ks, and obviously we think about adults doing five Ks. But it seems like over the last number of years, I've seen more and more kids, young people, get involved. I guess kids can can be a part of this five K too, right?
4: They can, yes. We have a division for younger kids as well, um, and then uh, there's we usually do a fun run at the beginning for our little ones that want to just do a short little run so they get to participate as well.
0: And I'm seeing there's some sponsorship opportunities as well for the event for the Learning Center, and again, it's a tremendous cause, and so much great work is done there, and so many families' lives have been impacted. So maybe you're a business who has you know ties to the Learning Center, or you know somebody who does, and you want to be a sponsor of this uh, 5K coming up. Uh, can people still do the sponsorships?
4: They can. We um, we're still accepting sponsorships. We would like to have them all by this Friday, just so that we can work on getting. You know, our t-shirt ready. So our gold sponsors get, you know, of course, a bigger spot on the t-shirt. Uh, gold sponsorship is a thousand dollars. The silver sponsorship is 500 and our bronze sponsors are 250. And all of these will be displayed on the back of our t-shirts. So uh, we would love to have that information by, by this Friday, September 3rd, if we can. And we've had some great, um, replies and sponsorships so far this year, and we're really appreciative of that.
0: Again, it's the the Learning Center 5K. It's called the Hot K Custle. It's going to happen on Saturday, September the 18th at 9 o'clock in the morning at the Masonic Lodge in Jonesboro, which is on West uh, Washington Avenue. And again, uh, Lynn, give us that website one more time if people want to go and and get signed up.
4: It's runsignup.com.
0: All right. Hey, we appreciate your time this morning, and best of luck with the Hot K Custle.
4: Thank you. I appreciate you having me on.
2: Brandon Baxter in the morning.
0: So if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, you can hear our interview, our chat with Dr. Shane Spites. Uh, With Dr. Spites, we talk COVID. We talk about uh, what we're seeing with the Delta variant because it looked like we kind of plateaued. And then all of a sudden the numbers shot up over the last 24 hours. What is that? Why is that? We talk about COVID in schools. We talk about uh, with all these events that are starting to happen again. What about taking our families out? What about our kids who are unvaccinated? I mean, we run the full gambit of really how to take care of your family and prep. Uh, We talk about the efficacy of vaccines and how long they're going to be good. Because, I mean, the deal is, if you're you're vaccinated, is there a point where you're really not as vaccinated? Because, I mean, so you got it once, but does that mean you need the booster? We talked through all of that with Dr. Shane Spites today on the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Again, you can check it out on the Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast, available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry. What's on TV
1: tonight? The series premiere of Doug Days on Disney+. Plus. This is a spinoff from the Pixar movie Up starring the talking dog, Doug. Have you seen Up? No, I've
0: seen it. And I think Kai would like this movie about the
1: dog. Yes. The series premiere of How to Be a Cowboy on Netflix. A guy named Dale Brisby trains people in rodeo skills (laughs) to try to keep cowboy traditions alive. Let's see. Turning Point uh, 9-11 and The War on Terror on Netflix. This is a five-part docuseries covering the aftermath and events that led up to the 2001 Mm -hmm. terrorist attacks. America's Got Talent, American Horror Story, Superstar Richard Pryor on ABC, and CMT Crossroads. Nellie and friends on CMT. I do want to see Mm -hmm. that too. So
0: hope you guys have a great day today and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.